Charm Diamond Centers. Okay, not bad, but remember, those three little words carry a lot of weight. Has to say 50 years of a family-owned business. Charm Diamond Centers. Dylan, think lifetime diamond guarantee, unbeatable pricing policy, stores across the country filled with experts who love love. Charm Diamond Centers. 0% interest financing, trade-up policy, easy payments. I need to feel that in your voice. It has to sound like Charm Diamond Centers. Wow, that was really good. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. The weird thing about that intro on these headphones, Tyler is that I can't actually hear the intro. I could just hear, like, music, but not the words. Really? I tried to tell Tyler that, like, two weeks ago, and he didn't believe me. I'm confused. It's weird. I, I heard Never. voices. I, I don't believe it. I've heard, so when I sit somewhere I else during well. real life, you hear the normal intro, but here specifically, you don't hear anything. Like that chair specifically, or that it's set those, of headphones? It's got to be those headphones. It's got to be these yeah. specific headphones. But it's weird. I thought it doesn't like, matter. For you, the listener, it really, oh, man, that was just, now I can hear myself. It's so the cord is a little brise, as they say in French. Anyway, okay. we'll get there. You just got to fiddle with it or what? That's what she said. Uh, Oilers Nation Radio, episode 169. We are here. The boys are all here. Bag Milk, Rick, Tyler, Dan. As the intro said, I think. I didn't hear it. It did say me. We are going to break down all things Edmonton Oilers today. There's a lot to talk about. Tyler's moving over to the other side of the table because we're recording this. And <laughs> we don't get to watch ourselves now. Do you want to? Yes. It's kind of weird curious. because now I can't look at you. Roll well, back, I can. Tyler. Yeah. It's just we're on more of like <laughs> a, a talk show panel setup. Yeah. I dig it. All right. Like a hot stove? It is a hot stove. Tyler's kind of like the Andy... Um, uh, Andy Richter. Yes. The Andy Richter character here. He's making the thing just, just work. He's helping audio levels. He's producing. I can't hear anything in these headphones, by the way. You got to keep fiddling with the cord. You're on, you're on one. Dan should be on two. Rick should be on three. I think I'm on four. Three. Yeah. See, like I gotta, ooh, I gotta hold it exactly in this position to hear anything at all. Don't if you plug it in, muscle. plug it into the next slot. Then there's one over that's away from one. It's like, um, it's, it's like rabbit ears for those who know what those are. No, nope, this doesn't work either. Back. I think this this cord no, is brise. All right, well, no headphones for me. Okay. All right, here write, we go. Write a note so we can get those things fixed. Yes. Maybe get some new ones. These are new ones, aren't they? No, they're just ones I had in my basement. Oh, oh okay. we got basement old new ones. ones. Came well, out of his stocking a couple great years start ago. Hell of a start to the podcast here, boys. Yeah. As we do every week, though, we want to start off with the Oodle Noodle Delicious Debate. New stores, new locations open this week in both Airdrie and St. Albert. 
Very exciting if you're a fan of Oodle Noodle. There is now one closer to you than ever before. I promise you. I went there. To the St. Albert one? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. a photo shoot or something, wow. it looked like. It was very nice. Weird flex. But thank you. It was real nice. Has anybody seen the Kingsway Garden Mall location yet? The big yes. guy is that thing. smoking hot. He did stop it <laughs> by pressing it twice. I don't even know what the sound was. I don't have headphones on. The big guy is smoking hot. That's all it said. All right. Yeah. Cool. Tyler, what are we doing this week for the delicious debate to kick us off? Uh, Jake DeBrusque has officially asked out of the Boston Bruins organization. and that For has the a- second time? I don't the eighth time okay, for all I checking. care. Um, and that has Oilers fans wondering, is Jake DeBrusque potentially a fit with the Oilers? So that is your delicious debate. Is Jake DeBrusque a good fit for the Edmonton Oilers? I'll start. No. And the reason I say no is because I don't know that the Oilers necessarily want to trade assets for a reclamation project in his own town or in his hometown, I should say. Mm-hmm. That's not really a recipe that's worked out here all that much in the past. I know Stuart Skinner's from Edmonton. He's playing great, but with four goals and three assists through 19 games for Jake DeBrusque, I don't necessarily know that here in Edmonton is the ideal spot for him to rebound in his career. Just I, my thoughts. Do you forget Mike Comrie and his second stint here? Amazing. I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> there was a reclamation did. project local. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I just, I like the player. I think, you know, he could be someone who benefits from a change of scenery, but I'm just not sure if Edmonton is the spot for him to do that. Also, he makes 3.6 mil. His qualifying offer has got to be more than that this offseason. He plays the left side where they have Fogel and Drysaddle slash Nugent Hopkins, whoever happens to be playing there, and Zach Hyman. So there's just not really room for him. So I don't think Edmonton should be trying to clear the cap space for that guy. Well, the question is, uh, like, first of all, he lost his spot once Fogel got here, right? Like, obviously, last year at this time, he probably would have said a little more yes because yeah, you mean there wasn't. Yeah. But now, the, once Fogel got here, so yeah. I was... A little bit surprised to see our name even brought up in that at this point. Um, well, I don't know what the price would be. Obviously, you have Boston at a weakness, right? Everyone says we're at a weakness when, when our player wants out, so therefore Boston would be at, at that point. I don't think it would have to be a roster player. Um, there couldn't be for us anyway. So the only guy who could be would be Cassian, and I don't know if you want to Or unless do that. you like move Yamo for him. And, and that's the yeah, see, I'm, not, you, I'm not giving up on Yamo right but now. But if you give up a right wing for another left wing, then you've got to. Yeah, gap. but the question is, can he play the right side? Well, Does but that's or Hyman. Do I, but do I want to force players to no. get well, out? No, like, especially with like, Hyman. But Hyman can well move over there. In his spot. Yeah, I don't want to change that though. I don't want to change that just to bring in Jake DeBrusque and send out other assets. It is my opinion. I'm like, with like, you. I like think Tyler I think you're jumping through hoops, and he's not a player I'm willing to jump through hoops for. If you're looking, if you're looking to add, it's the right wing. I would tear apart this whole damn team for Ricard Raquel. <laughs> what would you legitimately... I actually fixed the headphones, Tyler, by not plugging it in all the way. Okay, sure. Raise Sparks. That down. What would you trade legitimately for Ricard Raquel? Obviously, this is just speculation. This is just... What would you table as an offer? Start at Connor McDavid. Because you got to think, too, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's sure, it's fun to say, I would trade Tyler Benson for Ricard Raquel, but that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, he is a rental, right? So you got to approach this because you're probably not going to have money to sign him. Like, he is coming here for a playoff run. So, with that being said, I'm not giving up a first for him. Would next year's second rounder and Raphael Lavoie get it done if Raquel's a premium rental? A prospect and a second round pick? I would do that. I have big hopes for Lavoie, so... I do, too. I don't know if I want to... Uh, yeah, but if you if you have Yamamoto and Pugliarvi and Holloway, then, like, maybe that's... But the that's thing is, he plays center, and he's a right shot. 
He's he's more of a winger. Yeah, but yeah, they but, got him playing at the wing in Baco right now, don't they? Yeah. I think so. But his like, I see what you're saying, Rick. Like, mm-hmm. I like Lavoie, but but I think that right, we're gonna need now. We're gonna need entry level contracts going forward um, to kind of fit everything under. Uh, yes, yes, and no. I I just think at some point you got to push the chips in, and if you can get. Like, let's say they address the defense, right? They go and they give up something. They get Ben Sherrod in here or whoever the defenseman is out there. And Holland decides, you know what? I, I want to get even more. I want to really beef this team up. Ricard Raquel and a goal-scoring winger, that would make this offense like, I mean, it's already top five in the NHL now. How does he handle the physical game? I think he's fine. Would he be able to handle a, a seven-game series against the Winnipeg Jets? Because that's technically what I was thinking about when uh, when they were talking about Jake. I was... How would he handle a seven-game series against against Winnipeg? Because if we're going to bring somebody in, it has to be someone who can handle that type of physicality because that's something we're lacking right now. I wonder, want someone mean. I wonder if there's anyone in Montreal that you might be able to pry away since they're just trying to whatever they're doing over there. You know, Sherratt's the obvious one there. For um, defense, sure. For D-man. Up front, like... I don't know if you're bringing in a defenseman right now. You think Broberg's the guy once everyone's healthy? I think you can put Broberg as as your third, and then you have Russell and Cuckoo as your seven and eight. But are you comfortable in Broberg's ability to to do what you just talked about with the forwards? Like, is he a guy who can? He's a big kid. He's a big kid, but he's a kid. Yeah, I'm yeah. comfortable. Like, well, obviously, okay. I'm, I'm not making that the move for the defense in right now. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait closer to the deadline and kind of see how he develops and everything. But I'm I'm kind of obviously I'm kind of optimistic about about that well, yeah. about the defense and how the uh, the kids are coming up. They they seem ready. Like even Nima Line in the last game didn't seem out of place. It's his first game, so you're gonna know there's first game jitters and all that weird stuff. But they're not being outplayed. It's not like bringing Sebastian Bazali on in, right? Well, that's the that's for me is friend the, of the show, friend of the show, friend yeah, of the course, show. Yeah. Great the, guy. the unattended consequence of having all of these injuries at the same time is that we are now seeing exactly what these guys are. It's not you know it's not one kid coming in in a sheltered minutes kind of situation. These guys are being asked to play the last minutes of of close games and and they're able to do it. And so they're, yeah, red, they're I'm, quote I'm with you right, ready now, right now. But yeah. I think that this is now this is the time where we get to find out what we have in our defense and then we can assess whether we need to add to that. And one game deadline. one game in. I think we should be uh, two thumbs up so far. Well, two obviously one game, but, but I think for Nimalina, it's like he was quiet. You didn't really notice him all the time. He only played ten minutes, yeah. so it's not like he played a ton, which I think is fine for his first NHL game. But he does belong in Bakersfield. Yeah. What we really need here is for some guys to get healthy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Jason Greger, Nurse could be back as soon as Sunday, maybe. Mm-hmm. Won't play tonight in Seattle, nor will Duncan Keith. And what's interesting about Keith, too, is that he went from day to day, and now he's missed a week in a hurry. And he's on the IR. so He's on the IR so they can bring up guys from the AHL and afford them, isn't he? Still, though. But like, still, if he's you're, on the you're IR. The guy, you're yeah, the guy but they chose to put on the IR. He, they probably wouldn't have him on the IR. He wouldn't be playing. I'm not saying he'd be playing. I'm just saying he wouldn't be on the the paper list of IR if they didn't need to if they didn't cap. Point is, it's more serious than we thought. To me, I still think that the Oilers should target a two LD. Yeah, and push Keith down one. So Frank Saravalli put out his trade targets article, his first list of the year over at Daily Faceoff. And the problem for me, I look at this, I scroll through. There's not a single left-handed defenseman on his list. So like, what would be worrisome for me if that's the position the Oilers need is. If, they're, if Ben Sherratt's like the only one on the market for the next two months, the ask is going to be astronomical yeah, for course. him. Like you go through there and if the Oilers wanted to add a, a add a scoring winger or something like that, 
there are options galore. Like there's the high end with guys like Tarasenko, uh, but like Patrick Hornquist is on there from Florida, JT Miller in Vancouver, Riley Smith in Vegas, Brian Rust in Pittsburgh, Raquel, my boy, Thomas Hurdle, Phil Kessel. Like it's almost all wingers on Phil this the thrill in Edmonton. Oh fucking that won't happen. But uh, <laughs> but like there's so many wingers on the market that I'm just kind of sitting here starting to think. Okay, if you're the Oilers, let's say you dangle that first round pick. Like if if the market's insane for defensemen, the first round pick maybe maybe it doesn't even get you Ben Sherratt. Yeah, but maybe a first round pick gets you a top six winger, and you sit there and go, okay. Let's just pray this defense is good enough. Let's beef up the forwards and just outscore our problems. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, David Savard last year at the deadline was kind of that guy where it was yeah. like he was the the blue chip guy, and that cost the Lightning a first-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and that's defenseman a Brian Lashoff. It cost them a little bit more as well because they had to pay Detroit to eat some money. Yes, yeah. But the Oilers might be in a That's a good point. The Oilers might be in a situation where they have to do that anyways. So if you know all this... Does it not give you more incentive to kind of keep Broberg up here and keep playing him and, and so. see what you have in him and, and and try and be ready for, say, you know, April the playoffs? That makes sense. I I agree with you. I just think of the guy who's throwing them over the bench. And Dave Tippett will always favor veterans over young kids. Yeah. Well, and, and Not always. See, the, I get where you're coming from there, but, I mean, uh, Bear, Bear uh, broke through that um, – barrier a couple of years ago Bouchard's doing it right now kind of sort of forced sort of kind of not but they needed asking, him to but you're yeah, okay right him. now they did but even at the beginning of the season when he was the one rookie he was still kind of taking I mean, minutes Chris, winning Ru- minutes. Chris Russell is playing well right I was just now gonna say, too, you're asking him to either bump out nurse Keith or Russell right and I like for me Tyler's right I don't think I can take Russell out of the lineup right now he's like for Broberg he's steady as Russell's heck. playing really good oh Russell's yeah don't get me really wrong 100 percent but I think Russell's, Russell's the type of guy that you can you can pull out and put back in and you're not really going to lose anything out of it and what Except you're trying to do is see what you're uh, see think, what you have with Broberg I think, I think Russell's a tippet guy yeah he's just like I would if 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 the choice is Broberg or Russell I think tip would go with the cowboy every time mm-hmm. he with um Russell was losing out on that battle last season yeah. yeah, and even at yeah. the beginning of the year this year, Russell was sitting a lot. Yep. But I, but I think Russell's he's playing proving, really well right he's now. Proving but, something right now, and I think we, Tippett's going to remember that. But we all know that that's not really sustainable, right? We've seen but this if you before. Bump him down to the third pairing, like the other be. night against uh, Pittsburgh, he played almost twenty-seven minutes. That's Had way to. too much. Had to though. obviously you have to. Had that's to. where they're at right now. And he now, did but, just fine in that spot. But so I think yeah, if you bump you him down do to fifteen minutes a night, he's going to look all right. And also, we should. Shout out Chris Russell, breaking the NHL record for most block shots. Incredible. Yeah. What I, a ridiculous record to have. I love when things in Alberta do it the Alberta way. So he got like the belt buckle. <laughs> and then all you get is people from Alberta who want to shit on Alberta for being Alberta. It made me laugh out loud. I love it. This I love it. This is who it. we are. Just, this is what we are. Fitting. Let's fucking have some fun with it. I'm allowed to laugh at it. And that's what I did. Oh, he's a cowboy. It's, I love it. Of it's, it's pretty unreal to me that, like, he did it, and he's just continuing to rack them up, like, yeah. five and six that night. Like, it, it's just going to continue to go from here. So I love that we're celebrating an NHL record of his, but he's going to absolutely put and that it's thing a, into the stratosphere. And it's, a th- like, blocking shots is a thing. It's a helpful thing. Sure. It's a Zach, good thing. Sure, it's, you know, said it's harder than fighting. It's harder on you than it is fighting. Hey, you listen, know? a lot of those punches don't land square. I know they exactly. look like they hurt, but they don't land square. That puck, it does not have to hit you square, and it hurts like a bitch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not everything's your shin pads, you know? No, your feet, man. Those ankles, oof. Yeah. It's almost amazing, like, it's going to sound weird to say, but, like, if you saw Chris Russell, sans tarp. Sans clothes. Tarp. Tarp's off, yeah. Tarp's off. The guy's got to be covered in just 
bruises everywhere, right? He's they should we should call him the human bruise. He, he's like a peach, maybe. <laughs> Is that weird? Uh, no, he, he would never. He would never last <laughs> if he was like a peach. Call him black no. and blue. He's got it. Yeah, he's he's tough. He's the so iron. Big guy is smoking. Stop hot. that bag. Just to no, piss him it. off. I love he's it. The, he's the iron peach. Yeah. You easily, just for the record, you easily could have done this table and just put bagged milk over here, twisted the camera that way, and <laughs> yeah. then this way you have all the things See, over there. Bag milk, that's the <laughs> intro. Oilers yeah. Nation Radio. <laughs> Bag milk is in within reach of the hockey's cable. See, then the problem is if I'm sitting there, I can't go back and forth as easily because the table's in the way. Oh, no. get cold. <laughs> I love Smile being. I love being within reach of the buttons. I should always be within reach of the buttons. I think. I don't know why you aren't. Doc. Well, we're making it a rule right now. Bag milk now producing Oilers Nation. Yeah, Radio. It's more of a button presser. Yeah, I just want to push the buttons. I really don't I think care that's about all producing. Tyler does. More or less. Uh, I've seen him like move the valves up and down and write things on paper too. Yeah. I think bag milk can do that. it too. I, I too it. would like to move those things up and down. <laughs> I don't know what they're, they're just volume. Do. Yeah, that sounds fun. All right, noodle noodle delicious mute. debate. We're all in agreement. Delicious. No, Jake DeBrusque. Yes. No, I'd like to say yes. I think it's a cool story, but unfortunately, right now this roster, it just there's no real room for him financially, and yeah, there's no real need for him. Unless Boston just wants to take future considerations, then I think we can do it. We can swing. Retain it. half, and <laughs> yeah, you can have Nemalainen. But again, like yeah. this is Stop we time. we say this all the time when an Oiler wants out, like we're screwed. We're gonna, you know, the the Boston's when, not gonna get full price for him. Remember when Duncan Keith wanted out of Chicago and was like, "I'm only going to Edmonton or Seattle," and the Oilers still came. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Oh, get cold. <laughs> You can't, you can't keep saying that stuff because what happens if he doesn't come back next year and all of a sudden Mr. Holland's got us an extra $4 million that nobody else can spend? Then he's the genius. Then we'll all look for him. Who knows with that old body? He's already been out a week. That's like getting hit by a car then getting 100000 in the lawsuit. Like, yeah, you're hundred grand up, but like... I would get hit by a hey, car if I got $100,000. Six figures is six figures, homie. Fair enough. How so, yeah, you talk to Bag Milk <laughs> into, into some of his stonks. Yeah, yeah. I'll and that six figures can go down to five real fast. Mm-hmm. It's true. Or it can go up. Mm. Stocks always go up. That's what I heard. Anyway. Inflation. No Jake DeBrusque, I think, is what we're getting at here. No, unfortunately not. Uh, we're a week out from the nation viewing party that happened last weekend. We're going to talk about that real quick because we haven't had a chance to recap it yet. We did a little bit on real life on Monday. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Just want to give a shout out real quick. DoorDash. It's Friday. We talked about Oodle Noodle, the delicious debate. You go on DoorDash. Your order of $30 or more, use Oodle2021. That'll get you seven bucks off. You can use that 10 times. That's basically 70 bucks in your jeans, people. You're welcome. Not from me. You can thank Jay. Send him a, send him a note. The Squire Yeg. There you go. Ding dong. Thank you. Party recap last weekend. Yaron Perchuk, big star. Everybody wanted to see Tyler. Mm-hmm. Tyler I, thought he looked, I thought he looked great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. My only problem with the romper was I would have liked to see it three, four sizes tighter, personally. But the seam was a little long. That's just me being selfish, I think. It was missing a little bit of the romp, is what you're saying. Most important thing, though, is Tyler looked great. The place a good was time was packed. had by everybody. The place was packed with nation citizens. And it was interesting to watch kind of the bar casually kind of fill up. We've had events before where doors open at 
five or six or whatever it is and everybody kind of piles in all at once but this time was kind of a gradual build and it was fun to watch people file in and kind of point around and try to recognize people from social media that they may not have met before like first day of school again exactly like the first day of school again and since it was the first time in nearly two years that we were able to throw an event spirits were high Mm -hmm. the vibes were great five o'clock start which means tyler and i were happy yes (laughs) oilers came through with a clutch win in vegas Incredible. The place was just personally looking around throughout the game, just seeing everybody having a great time, all the prizes being given away, Dan doing his usual trivia thing in the intermission. It was just, it felt normal and we needed it. For nation staff, especially, I thought we were all blown off some steam that night too. We were, yeah. we got after it pretty good mm-hmm. and it was just a great time. We raised a bunch of money for the Edmonton Humane Society. They came out and rocked it. That's, yeah, that's a huge takeaway from that as they did a phenomenal job helping us out with their volunteers. An amazing job from the Edmonton Humane Society. We'll get the exact totals from Jay on how much we raised, but we're talking thousands of dollars and just all in all, it was a fantastic night. So uh, Tyler, Dan, I know Rick was unable to be there because he had to work, but Tyler, Dan, what were your takeaways from the first viewing party in two years? Campio was a great venue for it. I think it allowed everyone to be like nice and spaced out, but also it really did for the most part feel like sort of one big room. Like it was easy to get around and talk to everyone. So that was awesome. Uh, getting to meet people that you really only talk to online is really cool as well. I always love that part of these. Um, it was just fun. Like the giveaways were cool. Um, yeah, I was just, it's just cool to see everyone there having a good time. It's, I miss doing those. And luckily I think we're doing another one probably pretty soon here. So it's great. Yeah, for me, the the reality is that, you know, over the last two years, a lot of us have made, like Tyler said, new friends that we haven't had a chance to meet. And so it was neat to be able to talk to nation citizens again and just hang out um, for most of it. Great job by Tyler and Caroline for uh, for yelling. Uh, we had a little bit of sound stuff issues, but that'll that be was fixed fun. up for next time. But um, it, it turned into a very nation-y thing. I'm supposed that, to go that way. The yeah. PA didn't work, so instead of having... Tyler or Caroline or Dan with a microphone in their hand as we would normally do. Tyler had to basically <laughs> quiet a bar down full just of use those vocal cords and scream out numbers. And it just, it turned out to be hilarious. My it voice carries be, well. It did. And it turned out to be a very nation part of the party and it made me laugh. And I did want to say too, to the Campio staff and Rick, you can speak to this as well. When you're hosting a party, like we put on, usually the orders kind of just pile in at the exact same moment. Everybody's kind of got the same mentality, eat first, drinks later kind of thing. And the staff did a phenomenal job with trying to get orders out on time and making sure everybody was fed. And it was, it was just, it was, it felt great that everything just kind of went off without a hitch. It did. It was, it was just really great. And I just wanted to say real fast, thank you to everybody that came. We're going to be doing another event. I might as well plug it now. Tyler talked about it. We are bringing up a busload of people from Calgary, to Edmonton on January 22nd. For the record, it's not a busload of people. It's a busload of Euler fans. That's like right. I just want to clarify that. That's right. We are packing a busload of friends f- that are living behind enemy lines down oh, from and Calgary. A bunch of friends and... And Oilers fans. Ryan Pike. And Ryan Pike, of course. Yeah, Oiler Friend fans of the nation and Ryan and Pike. Ryan Pike, yep. So Ryan Pike, FlamesNation.ca editor. He's allowed to come. We won't hold it against him that he's a Flames fan. We will let him on the bus, but the rest of it will be all Oilers fans coming up from Calgary to Edmonton for the battle, for the BOA on uh, January 22nd. So details are at BacksideTours.com. Check it out. We also have options for you if you are in the city. If you are already in Edmonton, we have a ticket and hotel package for you as well if you want to do a little staycation. 
The goal here is to get a bunch of people together. Ideally, eventually, we want to throw a nation convention, and this is kind of the first taste of getting people from out of town to take the bus up to Edmonton. We've done the we've done the Finns, we've done the Germans, we've done the Swedes, but that's a little bit different. This is just they're close. Calgary's the close. Trip. We've gone down to Calgary a bunch of times now, and now it's time for us to return the favor by bringing Oilers fans up from Calgary. And again, BacksideTours.com, check it out. We've got options for you if you are in Calgary and you want to be on the bus, or if you're in town and you just want to staycation, we've got hotel and ticket packages available for you as well. I promise you this is going to sell out. This will sell out, and you're going to want to be a part of it because we're also going to have a pre and post game party. Caroline and Tyler are going to do a live giant pregame show. Uh huh. It's going to be fun. It's going to be another opportunity to get a room full of people together. And that's what it's all about. So I'm looking forward to it again. Backsidetours.com. Check it out. Got it. Got it. Good. Perfect. Everybody happy. Excellent. Very happy. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Cornerstone Insurance for helping make all of this possible. If you go to cornerstoneins.ca, cornerstoneins.ca, you will get some information on all the insurance products you could ever need in your life, auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, whatever you need. Again, there's a little button on the left-hand side of the screen that says Citizens of the Nation. Click on that, baby. Get yourself a discount on your insurance. Some news that came out yesterday from our world, our orbit, our boy Jesse Pugliarvi has filed a trademark application for Bison King. And for all of us in the room and everybody that works here at uh, HQ, it's funny, right? It's a hilarious kind of the meme becomes real life moment where we've obviously been pushing the Bison King since the photo came out in October. And now seeing Jesse fully embrace it, first of all, with his Halloween costume and secondly, with his move to trademark Bison King. It's just funny. It's one of those moments where it's fucking awesome. And this shows what the nation can do. And I love that Jesse's embracing it. Yeah, me too. Like, he, it kind of shows he's one of us, right? And it's that unique connection. I talked about that with Drysettle, right? When Drysettle did the fucking phenomenal thing. And it's not the same because he wasn't, like, piggybacking on a nation bit. But when these guys show their personality and show that, like, they care about the fan base, it's it's nice. It's endearing. Well, and for me, like, you know, Jesse's one of those guys that a lot of people have hated his nicknames. Even the Bison King people were just hating on it just because. But, but yeah, for, for me, it's exciting to see him embrace it and just be excited about something that is completely organic. Um, you know, it, it, it just came out of, a, you know, a simple photo that he shared. And, and here we are. We're still talking about it. It's a phenomenal thing. I just think it's hilarious. Good for you, Jesse. Jesse Pooley RV, business Bison King. Get that bread, homie. Gotta go get it. Ain't coming to you. You got to make it yourself. Uh, changing gears, I want to talk about the Oilers are still decimated by injuries on the back end. They are missing now four of their six starters. Their top pairing has a has combined for about 1,500 games played. After the game against Pittsburgh, their bottom four defense have combined for about 79. Yeah, and the bulk of those are like Willie Legs, yeah. who probably, unfortunately, I don't think is a day-to-day player in the NHL. No. So the bulk of those games are on the first pairing and then everybody else is real green. But they still managed to keep it together. Yeah, what's their record since? Against Vegas. Although the w. Pittsburgh game, if we're being honest. W. Let's be, well, yes. Wins all that game. matters is, I was thinking about this on the B-Cast. If you watched the Pittsburgh game on TV or at Rogers Place, your thoughts on the game would be very different from somebody who only got push notifications and didn't get a chance to watch it. <laughs> because those first two periods were rough. They were rough. Nine shots. That's good enough, no? 
<laughs> when, uh, yeah. Two goals, nine shots. And the funny part was, too, and Tyler, I know you talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Leading up to the game, Jari. It was all Jari, 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 because he had only allowed three goals in six games or something crazy. He was their like first star five games in a row coming in. And then. Three shutouts, yeah. Zach Hyman said, no, 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 no. Snipe daddy. Snipe daddy Hyman. Tuck. That was a tuck and a half. That was, that was sick. nuts, that shot. I'm actually a little surprised that Jari committed that extra little half step. You could actually the tell there was open. a point where Jari overslid like a little bit and Hyman was like, bang, top corner. Yep. Like it shows you how he it, knew Hyman knew what he was looking for. Yeah. Jari gave it to him. He made the most of it. This is a random question. I didn't give you guys any time to prep for it, but mm. what do you guys think is the best game that the Oilers have played this year of the 21 oh, that they've played? So like the most complete effort that the Oilers yeah. have. One this where you're season. like, yeah, absolutely. They should have deserved that win. Is there one? God. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of games where you like, they should have deserved that one, but they are yeah. still, I don't think there still hasn't been a game where they have all said, this is our best game of the year. I don't think I was going to say, I don't think in all of the games, despite the record, yeah, that's the thing. I just don't think the Oilers have played a full 60 minutes, yet they still find ways to win. And why? Because they say good teams find ways to win. Good teams find Therefore, ways to win. Therefore, this is a good team. Sometimes you need to be lucky to be good. Sometimes, like in Pittsburgh, you need your goaltender to steal one for you, which Miko Koskinen did, in my opinion. That gave the boys the chance to settle down in the third period. He got run them, it. Yeah, he got them through the 40 minutes, and the boys came out, and then that last 20, they played like... They should have for 60, but they didn't. <laughs> And it's frustrating that that conversation keeps happening, but they keep winning. Tyler, what do you think? What was the best game they was played this year? I was kind of just going through that. Like, uh, okay, there was the uh, 5-1 over the Yotes, but in that game, they got off to a slow start. start. Yotes. Um, It was also the Coyotes. (laughs) Uh, they Black beat. Game, they absolutely Thanks for listening. To <laughs> There's no reason. I'm mid thought. Uh, that's the reason. <laughs> the Blackhawks game, they yes. had a good start, but then they fizzled at the end. Yeah, when they beat the Canucks 2-1, that was like a pretty See, good See, I'm also learning now, Tyler. The top two, those are intro, extra. Yeah, and then... And then the other ones are my play place. Okay, now I'm learning. Yeah. The first Vegas game, I think, was a, uh, was a good 60. That was a, good, that was a pretty believe. good 60, yeah. Um, but like still, yeah, they haven't played a game where you come away from it and are like, wow, the other team had no chance in that game. That's because like, their 5-on-5 five five game hasn't been great, fantastic. Yeah. But then but, you look at a game against the Pittsburgh Penguins and all five goals were on were even strength. Yep. All empty netter with the, fi- the fifth, mm-hmm. but, you know. Still, like, yeah, I mean, that's that a game. And they're just opportunistic. Like, their offense is so good that, yeah, if you only... Like, they had, what, three goals on, like, nine shots against Jari? Yeah. Two on nine, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's insane. It was... I don't know. It was still a good win for me, even if they didn't play their best, because you had the Band-Aid blue line rolling, yep. and your offense clearly wasn't humming at a volume level, but you give them a couple chances. They have enough skilled players. Like, Zach Hyman's not a support guy. He's a driver, yep. and that was a prime example of it. It was great. Let's do talk. You, do, you think they, uh, do you think the offense played any, any more um, tentative because of the defense? Is that maybe. maybe what was going on in the first 40 minutes? They were like, hey, listen, we got to like yeah. protect our own end a little bit more. And they were like, a little really worried about their own end. And then the third, they're like, okay, well, guys, we got to win this last 20 minutes. And whoever wins the 20 minutes wins the game. So let's go. I thought that the Oilers, well, first of all, through 40, they didn't really have all that many opportunities did in the offensive give, zone. Did they give um, Pittsburgh a lot of opportunities in that? Yes. Yeah. The cross ice pass was there all night. Yeah. The but again, the, the, the important part was that Miko was there to shut the door. Yeah. My, what I was getting to is when the Oilers did have chances in the offensive zone, I thought they were trying to force stuff too much. Yes. 
that's what I was going to say too. That, that that this team just seems to be trying to find the perfect play, which they can do. But they're they're they playmakers. That they can that's do what it, they do, and I get it. But when you're early in a game and you've had these struggles that you continue <laughs> to keep having about starts, when you're trying to get that fourth and fifth pass in there, it's just it, like shoot. So I, I've been having the same beef with McDavid and Drysaddle because there's so many. They're both of them are so good at shooting off the rush that I want them to do it more. And on both of those goals last game, when he's coming down with Hyman, I'm like, just rip it, Connor. Yeah. Just rip it. Oh, why? Oh, he scores. <laughs> and same thing with Bouchard. I was like, just rip it, Connor. It's Evan Bouchard. Just rip the puck. Why? Oh, my God. Another one. Right it was great. Stick. Yep. First of all, Sorry, that Connor. play, the 100-foot backhand pass from Leon Drysaddle right on the tape to McDavid. The guy's a freak. On and this then, very podcast, Tyler called him the best backhand passer of all time. <laughs> Remember when you thought that wasn't a thing? <laughs> that's a joke that's an absolute joke i hope that sheepish look is on on camera though because that was good yeah don't clip that was was clip that <laughs> but again no matter how you slice it at the end of the day that's two points in the bank and yeah. here we are first week of december the weather's are first in the pacific or are they second i don't know the they're the best winning percentage in the league yeah best win percentage in the league it's period all so You'd think that should keep going when people start getting back and healthy. Like, if Daryl can get back in the lineup on Sunday, that's obviously going to be a big win. It's funny, though. It's funny. Let's give put everybody back in the lineup. Can you expect a higher winning percentage than they have right now? No. No, I it's don't think it's crazy. It's nuts, though. It's nuts. Yeah, but like some adversity, at, though. At some point. They've had adversity. They lost like half their defensemen. Yeah, that's a good point. We've been I, down in games. We've, like, the other teams have been a lot. We've. Uh, what are we nine times in the yeah nine out of twenty one that we've scored the first goal? Therefore, you know the exact opposite twelve out of. It's insane. They've gone through everything and they've come out with a win every single time. I don't they still know if haven't lost back to back, have they? No. no, I don't know if you can get a better win percentage, but you can definitely get better wins. I think. Yeah, that's what I would like. like. At some point, they're gonna lose like three in a row, but sure. I also think there could be a point where like they're gonna have their A plus stuff for like four games and they'll like blow four straight. What episode well. is this? 169. How many times have we sat here and said, okay, I know they're getting the wins, but I'm not really happy with how they're getting the wins. Usually it's the this opposite. This is incredible. Usually it's like, ah, they're playing well, but they're just, ah, they just not can't getting get, the wins. They just can't get that better. little bounce. This is incredible. Everyone should be sitting back and enjoying this so much. Oh, and don't I, get me wrong. I'm enjoying it. I just, like, I think when the Oilers actually bring their A game, they are going to be a juggernaut. They got to well, find that's the thing. that A we game. We keep having these giant conversations, and I'm not saying we as is us, but everybody has these conversations about what the, who's the best team in the league. And everybody's just looking at what Edmonton's done so far. And I just don't think like I'm with bag milk. I think that they're going to go to another level. They got I don't want anyone there. to even look at us anymore. I, I you know what? Uh, ooh, I think the athletic came out today. and said, we're the seventh best team. Good. Make us the 10th. I don't care. The NHL called us fourth best. Good. Us, make us, us 14th. Last. Make yeah, us 14th. Last. Yeah. Make it dead last. I like a chip on the shoulder. Again, if you're talking about a guy who's got a chip on his shoulder and playing that way, what about Miko? It's the revenge tour this year. Love mm-hmm. it. I love it too. But again, I'm going to bring it up. I did it last time. I'm not advocating it. <laughs> but it's his net to give up. There's a contract time, you know, and I'm not advocating. I don't want to do it. I'm not saying do it, but you can't deny the fact it's a conversation. Rick wants him to sign for four years, $5 million per Well, I do wonder then if we're just going to go down that rabbit hole for a second. Mike Smith, we don't know when he's coming back. And next year is a million dollars to put him in the AHL or, or a paper transaction, and, and it's relatively... I you thought you e- can't do that because he's above 35. No, that's not like a retirement thing. You can, you can like, long... You can LTIR him. You can put him in the, in the yeah, AHL. Yeah, he can just straight retire if you wanted to. He's allergic to his equipment. 
Yeah, if you if you LTIR him, I'm saying I'm not sure if they can like bury that contract. Original, uh, no, no, I mean like uh, if you send him down to Baco, you bury. Yeah, yeah. You can't like, yeah, you can't just make it go away, but you can sort of. We make him a player coach. That's what I kind of want to see happen with Duncan Keith, like we like you talked about. Like, hey, Duncan, uh, we need a new regional scout in the Kelowna area. Um, we'd be willing to give you checks, Puckpedia. Ah, $1 million in salary <laughs> for this role. Mm? Yeah. <laughs> you interested? Yeah, you can stay home all you want. Yeah. Go check out the Rockets. That'd be nice. Contract says he has to watch three Rockets games a year for yeah. $1 million. <laughs> That's good living. Uh, looking ahead at tonight's game against the Seattle Kraken. Second time that they've played the Kraken this year. What I didn't know until I was looking it up is that Seattle actually plays their games out of Vancouver, which I thought was very odd. Uh, they're in Coquitlam tonight. So the Seattle home games, yeah, it's kind of like a green screen. You know, remember like the yeah. moon landing, yeah, the green screen moon landing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what they're doing with the whole background of like Seattle and throwing the fish around and stuff like that. Yeah, Zach, I think Zach's already uh, tweeted out a photo of exactly what's going on there and. Seattle's not there, man. Well, cause I don't know what about, everyone's talking about. If you think about the history of Seattle, really it's just a place where corporations like Amazon mm-hmm. and Starbucks. Well, started off with grunge music yeah, and then turned into coffee and internet and internet stores. Mm-hmm. And that's all that's there, really. People yeah. don't know that. I'm fairly certain it's just one big Amazon lot. Like there's fences around. You're not allowed in there. There's a barbed wire on the top, so you can't climb over top. Mm-hmm. There's sea containers in there. There's a bunch of forklifts doing shit. I really don't know, but... That's what I hear. Like Bezos has a house there, but nobody else does. The rest of what them is, are Amazon oh. fulfillment centers. What is the yeah. location on Bezos's deed? Well, we say. can't tell anybody that. Yeah, if, tell he's probably listening right if now. If you're listening to this and you're confused, uh, just know I'm with you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, Solidarity. You don't know your geography then, Tyler. I'm sorry. Look, the NHL got the the uh, entry fee money for the new, new expansion team. Mm-hmm. After that, it really doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's why they're playing out of Coquitlam. It's very odd. Like I get it, but the Ducks were playing on a Disney on a Disney lot for the first couple of years. Yep, yep. So looking ahead at this game against the Kraken, uh, what do you guys think? First of all, Stuart Skinner back in. Skinner, good. I think uh, I think it's he needs to get back in the pipes, and I also believe that you need to give Miko um, that proper rest. And we know that Miko's limit might be four or five, or has been, you know, uh, previously. Um, I think he's played three or four in a row right now, and you give him the rest and uh, toss him back out there Sunday against LA. Miko is kind of like playing blackjack. Um, you know, you sit, you're playing $20 hands, and you win three in a row, and you're like, ooh, this is good. I like this game. But you know in your head that a loss is coming. The house always wins. So even though you're tempted to, to double, up, to double up your money and start playing maybe 40 or $50 hands, you got to know a loss is coming. So maybe that's what Dave Tippett's thinking here. He's going, hey, Miko's playing great. I'm winning these hands. But you know what? You got to give Miko a rest because when he falls off a cliff, it's ugly. And we know when he gets overworked, he falls off a cliff. So I think this is just Dave Tippett doing a little uh, load management with our boy Miko. And I also think... Or just, Miko said he wants the day off. Yeah, that's probably what I was saying. Miko said he wants, Miko wants the day Miko's off. It's Miko's net to give up, you guys. Miko, I don't know. I think Miko went out there. And I also think that the flip side, too, is you don't want Stuart Skinner sitting cold for Agreed. very long. Yeah. But I mean, he's earned of course, of a course. next start, right? I was just like going like to get to that. 928 so or something like that. This will be his sixth start of the year, and he is currently rocking a 928 save percentage. So that is that's very strong goaltending. League average is 913 yes. this season as of very, like Thursday. That's very, very strong. I know it's only six games, but still. I, I mean, I'd be curious to you, the listener, if you're listening to this, what do you think the split should be? Because I, w- I was... A- I want to say I'm surprised Miko's not in tonight, but I'm not. 
I was a little. I thought it'd be Koskinen again, just because it's He's the hot well. hand. It's hard to go away from the hot hand, but again, like I said, you I, I know think that hot hand burns you. It does, like eventually it'll burn you. So I think yep. Dave Tippett's just got to like you know kind of take a big gulp and go. Okay, got to go to Skinner one game. Not enough credit given to Koskinen here for announcing his own rest, but um, the the two things for me that it says is either Mike Smith is hurt more than we think he is, and they're just looking at Skinner as the backup now, or. They have more confidence in Stuart Skinner, which is, I think, both are fine things. Well, because it's it's both sort of kind of right. My Smith Smith has been skating for like five or six days in a row. He's been taking pucks now, I think, for two or three. Um, you want him for the playoffs. In Gregor's latest injury update at OilersNation.com, he talked about Smith potentially targeting mid-December. Yep. But when you haven't played since the first week of October, it's going to take him a minute. You know? That's fire. But I mean, it's, it's goaltending, right? It's not like you're out there having to skate around. It's You're in your crease. I think it's probably easier. In the easier. crease? Oh, man. Not Mike Smith. Well, He's out yeah, there, he man. To, he He's in to, the mix. He likes to get out there, too. He likes He's to get out there, too. He's wandering the going, wilderness, baby. <laughs> we're getting, going too we're far. Some goalie hate mail now, Rick. But this is this this reminds me of like the Yankees or the Astros when they had Roger Clemens. And Roger Clemens, all of a sudden, at the end of his career, was playing. He'd come in at like the middle midway of the season or his last year. He's like, nah, I'm only going to play home games, guys. Or maybe <laughs> Kucherov with the lightning. Oh, please, Clefbaum. Just please, for the playoffs. Could you imagine how much different things would be right now if Oscar was here? Imagine the party we would have. Imagine your heart skipping a beat when you see, like, the Saravalli tweet, mm-hmm. like, a month from now, being, like, hearing some rumblings, Clefbaum is working behind the scenes to come back, and you're like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, I miss him. I don't think enough people <laughs> give the Oilers there. credit, too, for losing their number one defenseman, essentially, for nothing. It's not like he asked for a trade. It's not like they traded him and they lost the trade. He's just, he's hurt. He's out. And they've filled the hole relatively adequately. It's wild. Um, But that would be something, hey, if they know, like, it's not happening. I don't think so. But if they knew he was coming back and at the deadline again, you load up, you get a forward, and then you have, like, this top nine that's just unbelievable. And everybody's freaking out because you didn't add any defensive help and all that. Mm -hmm. And then... Oh, and here comes a handsome Ken Swede at Ken shirtless Holland's, at the airport. At Ken Holland's press conference after the deadline's passed and the NHL can no longer do anything about it, just Clefbaum walks by in the background and everyone's like, what? Now, this is how I would do it. First game of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They come out, they do the intros, and then all of a sudden you see the Oilers only have four players on the ice, right? There's three forwards and one defenseman. You're like, what's going on? They're starting the game shorthanded. And then there he comes from the rafters, like sting and wrestling. <laughs> and they lower him down, and the crowd goes crazy. And then he's allowed to put his jersey on. I think I would cry. I would cry. It's like an NHL threes entry after yeah. the first period. That new <laughs> that new player comes out. Well, he's only playing 17 players yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> God, I wonder what's behind this strategy. First period is over. We're down 2 nothing. Out comes Oscar Clefbaum. Another thing I want to ask you about getting back to tonight's game specifically is Dave Tippett switched up the lines in the third period against the Penguins. Obviously worked. Do we give him credit? Can someone please give him credit for that? Because I think that was a great play. It was a great move. Like, I think the attack was a little stale, and Tippett was like, fuck it, let's go to the blender. And and he didn't go back to something. He didn't just put, uh, yes, a backup number one. He, He went to something that was relatively new. He didn't put just put Connor and Leon together either. So this is what we got. Hyman, McDavid, Yamo. That's your first line. You got Nuge, Drysaddle, Pooley, I really like that trio, by the way. I like the first one, too, though. I hope... Well, I do, too. But I really hope Nuge, Drysaddle, Pooley, Arvey can, can turn into something because I think that would be a hell of a line. McLeod, Fogel, Cassian is your third. Fourth line, there is a change. Perlini in for Tyler Benson. Am I the only one who is ready to, like... I'm ready to ship Perlini out. 
I, I want to see Benson get the, get the minutes. What? Um, give him some consistency in the lineup. Give him 10, 12 games in a row. And let's see if we have something or don't have something. I think they just need to upgrade the fourth line entirely. That, that spot. You know what? I'm gonna Benson say, hasn't been good. But he hasn't been terrible. He, he's a fourth-line like guy. He's taking bad penalties. Okay, but going through the crease like that, I don't really mind that one too much. That's a really stupid fucking yeah, penalty. Sure, but you're going to tell me he didn't piss Jari off? I don't well, give a shit. And then why he get he back into the front of the net? On that one, I don't understand why he didn't just take out the net. Like, he was avoiding a collision with the net, and then he collided with the goalie and took a penalty. I just think he yeah, took, like, just, a weird route to the fucking Yeah, you're, you're, coming, you're coming through the... Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a great play. I give, I'll, give, I'll grant you that, but I don't, I, I'm not taking him out of the lineup for that stuff. He's the type of player who's adapted. He's doing everything the, the, the coaching staff and the managers wanted. Um, I think he Can deserves... Can you think of one good scoring chance he's had this year? Uh, he let, set up somebody with a uh, behind-the-back pass from behind the goal line, and I might have been Seaver, and, yeah, uh, and it, was, it, was a, it was a stop. But I think. But what just, has Perlini done? But they're Nothing still rocking either. bagels. Exactly, across, that's so what I'm that's saying. That's why I'm saying I, I would just, just upgrade entirely that whole. Which spot is fair, but I mean, we Perlini isn't going to be in the future plans most likely. Nor is Benson in my. Opinion. But I think Benson has a better opportunity to be in the future plans. Maybe as the captain of the Condors. No, I still think he's an NHLer. He might be, but he's like adap- right now, like, I think taking he's him adapting out of the from, a, fine. from a from a from a skill player to a blue collar guy. He's not only doing everything, he's doing it with a smile on his face. He's doing it relatively well away from the stat sheet. Uh, I've been impressed with the, with the way that Benson's changed his game to adapt to the role they need him to play in. And I and therefore, I would give him some more time unless you had somebody you thought was going to be that much better, and I don't believe Perlini's that much better. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that I think that the that the solution is you find somebody on Baco that you want to give another. There's look nobody to. on Baco. They're already uh, they're already up if they're there. no the, the, well, the forward well. the forwards are too young to get that move. Maybe Holloway. Um, well, what I want I was just gonna say what I wonder Hollow- is when yeah. Holloway is healthy he's gonna push somebody out. He'll be playing by Christmas somewhere. I think he's playing in the next few weeks. Yes, Christmas is only twenty two days away. Get your shopping done, everybody. Nationgear.ca. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing by Christmas. Okay. What do you know over there? I know nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I also want so to then I think he could be in the NHL like right after the, uh, the right after the Olympic break. As is, long as things go break? properly, yeah, I don't see why not. When mm-hmm. is the Olympic break? Early Feb? Uh, Mid Feb. Yeah, yeah, we have one game in February, and then there's the Olympic. Break. We're gone. The all of February, the Oilers are out of town. Well, it was bound to happen eventually. I also like the Oilers. It's going to be interesting to see how they do the load management, as Tyler would say, because the back half of the season is way more condensed for the Oilers than the front half. Especially when it comes to March, April. Maybe they're, they're going to go full 06 and keep three goalies. Oh. Just keep rattling them around. Got a shootout? Fuck it. Bring in Mike Morrison. You got to. <laughs> oh, that was good. You got <laughs> like to. Those times. How many what goalies did they have that year? <laughs> like eight? So many. many. Mike Morrison, Dwayne Rollison, uh, Marketing, Conklin. Conklin, and there's another one in there, too. You see. Oh, yeah, we said Marketing. Yeah. There's another one. Anyways. Really? Matthew Garron. No, he was, was, he was after. Right. He was yeah. He was the one who was uh, great in the uh, shootout. Looking that at dude the, go Gumby legs. Looking in the defensive pairings tonight against Seattle again. Russell Berry, that's your top pairing, which is hilarious. I, I said this on Real Life yesterday. That was yeah. your third pairing four weeks ago, but uh, they've been they've been doing their thing. A bunch of defensemen there before. Lagus and Bouchard. There's number two. Shout out to Dad by the way for that rushing up on the two on one storm in the storm in the offensive zone like it's a Home Depot he, Boxing Week sale. He, him him hopping up in the rush reminds me of like 
when you play like the family game of football at Thanksgiving, right? And your dad's like, oh, get, goes and giddy he's up been, and like takes a few hard strides. Yeah, he's been taking it real easy up until that moment. And he and slowly like, walks back to his own side afterwards. Can yeah. we quiet, like talk about how Bouchard is quietly putting together a hell of an offensive season? How many goals? Without, without the power Support play time. In 21 games played, like Rick said, no, little to no power play time. We're talking seconds here. That's crazy. Three goals, 10 assists, 13 points. Plus that seven. is impressive. How many shots does he have in 21 games? Uh, 50. So 50 he's averaging shots. over about two and a half shots a game. And he has overcome the X factor, which was how much Jay didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't have the fire. That's what Jay said. Hit up Jay at the Squire. He got angry like last week against uh, the Yotes when him and uh, Kessel. He didn't like the way Kessel was cruising around. Two dads going at it, yes. you know? Yep. That is, yep. That's what happens. <laughs> is great. Yeah, Bouchard's been awesome. And, uh, like, I mean, I get it because they're in spot duty, but like, whatever it is, William Legison ain't got it. He was not great the other night. I'm going to send this clip to Struds. Ah, Struddy does like legs, eh? Yeah. Um, same thing, like, Nima Linen, it was a decent first, it was a decent first game, but you can tell, like, there is a difference between a guy like Russell or even someone like Cuckoo, who's a third pairing NHL D man who's played a bunch in the league, and a guy who's been in the American League for a while because, like, you can just tell him and Lagasin, they kind of take half a second too long with every play, and it kills them. Everything's so much faster. So much faster. The guys yeah. are so much bigger, so much better. I but there's also the, the you're also, it's your first game. You're a little bit nervous. Tonight's going to be interesting because not only is it the second game, but they're not at home. They do not have the uh, the advantage of, of last change, right? Yes. As, uh, tonight's going to be interesting to watch. During the Giant pregame show today, uh, Brad Stepanko said in the Twitch chat, I rattled off the Seattle lines, and he was like, half of those players sound made up. Because, <laughs> like, Seattle's got injury issues, too. Like, Giordano, Schwartz, and Eberle are all day-to-day. And, like, that Kraken team is I was not just going to say, they also had an expansion draft issue. So, yeah. Remember when, like, I look at that Seattle team, and I'm like, okay, they have, like, basically no one up front who's, like, aside from Schwartz and Gord and Eberle. But, like, there's no depth there. And I'm like, this team could have had Vladimir Tarasenko for nothing. Like, yeah. What were yeah. they thinking? Well, yeah. it, like, and, like, when I look at the two expansion drafts, when you look back on them, you think Vegas was, like, Vegas was creating a championship team. Like they were just trying to create a championship squad. Yeah. Seattle seemed like they were trying to create Vegas. It was like they were trying to duplicate Vegas. Didn't, Vegas. Vegas didn't commit to that championship squad till about no. Christmas time when they went and did. Mm-hmm. And I don't but, remember who told also me that. Trade, uh, they went on an Eastern tro- road trip. Yeah, and GMs, after that they came home. Derek England, sorry, I just want. Or it was you. Derek England said it on the DFO rundown uh, like a month or two months ago. He was like around Christmas when we were still in the hunt. He was like, we all sat there because a bunch of the veterans were like, hey, we're probably getting dealt at the deadline when we're out of it. And he was like, we all kind of said to each other, like, you know, they're not going to trade us if we keep winning. And he was like, then we went out to the coast and we beat Tampa, Pittsburgh, and Washington three games in a row. And he was like, we all sat down. I'm paraphrasing a bit here, but he's like, we all sat down and we're like, just keep winning and everyone's staying in Vegas. But see, that was the thing is like with, when Vegas was doing those trades and the transactions, that's when you're starting to, you know, like identify guys that you want and you're going after them and you're and you're trying it's, to. But the other GMs, the other GMs were nervous and they didn't they were trying not to get screwed. They well, were overthinking things. And I think that was the, the first time too. that they came into this one and they weren't willing to do that no more. And it's a little chicken in the egg, right? Like, yeah. did Vegas go make all those moves because they were winning games early yeah. on or were they start or did they start winning games because they made all the moves, you know? And I also think in this expansion draft, GMs didn't make the same dumb trades. Yeah. Well, it. I heard That's Francis exactly was drive is. was driving a hard line on the trade on the offers that he was accepting, kind of thing. Too, yeah, so yeah, I was dumb. But it was yeah, it was dumb on his part because, like Tyler said, he could add Tarasenko essentially for free. Didn't take him. And if you look at Seattle, they can't score goals. 
Yeah. You know what they also they can't do is keep him out of the net. And how much do they spend on that goaltender? Yeah, Grubauer's had a rough go. He's gotten a little bit better out of as of late, but on the year, yikes. In goaltend and just in goalies, I'm gonna say Ken Holland gets an A for not overspending on any UFA goaltender. Not overspending, not overterming. You may not like what we have right now, but it's better than the guys out there that we had an opportunity of signing. Would you take Jacob Markstrom at his number right now? That was a different one, but uh, he, I, I mean, like, look I at don't know. Yeah, they, I mean. they have a, they have an interesting uh, way of playing in front of them. The I don't think if you play the if you if you play the, the the style we're playing, I don't think uh, Markstrom's got the same type of uh, numbers. Well, they, they, I mean, yeah, their goal. He's got the proper coach. Their goal uh, has most of it. Like Markstrom's glossed over a lot of the forward issues that they have. Markstrom's save percentage is nine forty right now. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's coming down. It's going to come down eventually, right? There's so, a lot of guys on that team that are going to come back down to earth. And yeah. the Flames are collecting loser points, like it is on brand for them. So what is on brand? Yep, loser points for a loser yep. team. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Loser city. Flames mm-hmm. are frauds? Question mark. Not question mark. Yes. Uh, exclamation mark. I don't, yeah. I, mm, I don't know. I thought I saw their shooting percentage is like 13% too right now, which is indi- indicative of that's going to go up, right? But no, down. That's going to Generally. Go 13% is high. That's high. Oh, for is it? For yeah, a team yeah. shooting percent? That, oh, that's okay. There you Usually go. a team shooting percentage and they're frauds. would sit around like 10. And they got guys like Mangiapane still shooting like 28%. Calgary frauds? Man, are they going to overpay that guy? Oh, I hope they do. That's going to be one of those deals where, like, the player will never be bad, but the contract will be, yeah. right? Like, Sean yeah. Horkoff. Yeah, yeah like, Sean Horkoff. They're going to somehow get looped into paying Mangiapane, like, Chris six Russell. by six. Chris Russell. Chris Russell's a great example because every, like, not every, people can stand Russell the last few years. This year, I love him. One and a half million for a guy like That's that. perfect. It's a great deal for Chris Russell. That's more of an indication that Peter Shirelli is a horrible GM than it was on Chris Russell because I, too, would sign a 4 by 4 if given the chance. Well, how many starfishes have we seen from Russell this year? Can you think of? Not as many. That's Yeah, like I feel like he's, I feel like he's on his feet more this he's year. Not he's not as Amboni as much, I agree. All right, let's change gears for our friends at Buster's Pizza. It's time for Ask the Idiots. we got a quick one this week. Busterspizza.ca, you will find all of the franchises. They've got them all over the city. I promise you, whether you're looking for a donair, whether you're looking for pizza, whether you want wings, they've just got right on the front page. I'm looking at the big meal deal. Matzo sticks. Do they have matzo sticks? Garlic cheese sticks. I see garlic cheese sticks. How does that tickle your fancy? That's quite well. Thank you. How's this? 14-inch two-topper garlic cheese sticks, side of wings, and a Pepsi? Come on. Pepperoni pepperoni and bacon. Thank you. $29.99. Delish. Shout out to Buster's Pizza. We're going to start Ask the Idiots again. If you want to be involved in Ask the Idiots, just fire me a question in my DMs. The boys haven't seen these yet. Dan, no peeking. Nope. So we only got three this week, boys. So we're going to kick it off here. First one, I'm starting with you, Tyler, at the end of the table. Okie doke. Is Dave Tippett on the hot seat if the Oilers are bundled out of the first round again? Yes. I think if, like, it does it. They could win the President's Trophy this year. If they don't get out of the first round of the playoff, season is a failure, and that would put Dave Tippett on the hot seat. Maybe not for a coaching change this summer, but there would be a lot of pressure on them early next year to get off to a great start. This season's a failure if they don't go on a playoff run. And again, they could have 130 points in the regular season. If you flame out in round one, it don't matter. So I'll say yes. Rick? As long as they lose the same way they kind of lost in those games before then yes if they if it's some sort of thing that's out of the coach's hands maybe not but um in all likelihood yes dan i i'm with tyler in and rick in saying that yes but i also am with tyler in saying that i think we have a lame duck coach in that situation and it's just kind of waiting to see what next season brings 
I'll just finish off by saying, yeah, the Oilers need to win a round. If they don't, it's a problem, and it's Dave Tippett's problem. I agree. I don't necessarily think he'll get fired, mm-hmm. but if they have a slow start, he could get Todd McClellan out by Christmas. I, uh, I also Holland, is this Holland's first coach? Yes. Yeah, so the GM almost always gets two coaches. So At yeah. least, yeah. Wait, we're not going to worry about that because we're going on a run this year. Oh, yeah, run a thousand percent. That's just... I'm just answering the question. Just, it's a realistic answer. As he did for Buster's Pizza, number two... Kind of like an F. Mary kill here, boys. Start, bench, Whoa. cut. Start, bench, cut. Cody Cece, Duncan Keith, Tyson Berry. Start, Cece, bench, Berry, cut, Keith. Rick? Yes. Same as answers? Yes. Dan? Start, Berry, bench, Cece, cut, Keith. You said cut way too like excitedly. <laughs> I don't like how you did that. Cut him real good. Come on, Dan, grow up. Yeah, you want to get him out of here. I, I'm, I'm, He'll wish I never cut him so good. I'm with Tyler in the sense that Cody Cece's been a really nice surprise for me this year. Yeah. So I'm starting Cece. What's more fun, the fact he's doing that, or there's a lot of people out there eating crow about it? Oh, Both. I am. I 100% I am. am. Sure. That's still, I love be, this. Part. And to be fair, like four years is probably still way too much. Oh, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. The length of that contract. He's a top four D man. I didn't think I'd be saying very that. Very well, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, too, is at least the people on this podcast, when you fuck up something like that, you're allowed, you will say you're wrong, you know? When I say you people, I'm usually referring to like Twitter and Twitter people. Twitter I, I love sitting back and watching some of the louder voices be wrong. I will happily admit so far this season, 2021, 22, dead wrong about Cody CC for me. I've been wrong about the goalies. I've been wrong about a decent amount of things. Oh, I've been wrong a lot of times. If you're just following, if you're following <laughs> along with risky business, my betting Ooh, articles my going on all year, now I've been wrong a whole lot. All right. For third and final question for Ask the Ideas for Buster's Pizza was, I'm going to reverse the order, starting with Dan. Was five games enough for Lemieux biting Brady Kachuk? No, because I, I really think that in that situation, you have an opportunity to set a precedent that no one should ever have to ever have this discussion again about biting another human being. So, no, I, I, think, I think you double that at least. Rick? No. 10, 15, 20 games, I don't care. That's ridiculous. It's stupid. I really can't say things any better than Brady did. Uh, no. Like, no, no, no. Tyler? Wasn't enough. Should have been 10. Uh, Frank Cervalli said 10. Frank Cervalli said something on the Daily Faceoff show, though, that in Lemieux's hearing, he denied it all. He just said it never happened. Ah, uh, denial. And they didn't have the video proof Can pretty you, much. Yeah, I don't see the video, but the, his hand is like... Yeah. Ble- I, so I've, when I first watched, I, there was no volume. I must have been at work. Cause I'm like, I thought he got stepped on a bit. That's actually what I thought too when he was showing the hand. He was yeah, because then, you know, he was getting up and it, just the way it was, I thought he got stepped on a bit until I started watching a little bit more. Um, I get it. You really don't see the... Like, but dude, you've been bit. We've all been bit. There's teeth marks. I was just going to say. If your referee looks, your linesman looks and sees teeth marks, then yes, you don't need video evidence anymore. It was done. And just throw the book at them because they need to start setting precedents so these things don't happen anymore. We have a team in Vegas. We can approach CSI Las Vegas. I've seen them do it before. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. can put the teeth, they can put Lemieux's fake teeth around Brady's hand and figure out if it was him. There's no reason to ever bite. The interesting thing is now... Father and son, both suspended for biting. That doesn't happen very often, you know? Look at the Four. last name. Look at the family. You should not be surprised <laughs> at all. So I'm going to say, no, five games was not nearly enough. I would have been 10, 15, 20, something like that. You can't bite people. What the fuck are we doing here? 
It would have only been better if Lemieux had both bitten a Kachuk. I will say this, though. I know the league got that one wrong, but I do think the league got it right with Marshawn. And the, uh, like, I don't get how PK has gotten three uh, uh, fines. Yeah. But finally setting up and saying, this cannot happen anymore. So anybody going forward does this. It's at least a three-game suspension. That, and I'm not going to like stand up and give them a huge pat on the back because they just did something that's kind of right. But... That was a step in the right direction. Did you hear Jack Edwards on the next Bruins game? Oh, Jesus. I, unfortunately, I was. Yeah. A mysterious a mysterious call that nobody noticed or yeah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. It was Jack terrible. Jack Edwards goes, Brad Marchand got three games for a mysterious slew foot that no one at the TD Garden saw. <laughs> what do you mean, Jack? Oh, it's hey. terrible. The rest of the game went. Nobody brought up in the press conference and blah, 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 blah. And he's sitting there walking. And the more you slow it down, and I can't remember what he did when he said he slows it down, but it, it, it changes everything. It was the man's classic Jack Edwards. Oh, really. good lord! That was He's a terrible a telecast. Huge fan of HockeyFights.com, so respect his name. That uh, I actually sent Dan a text the other day because I just happened to have the Bruins Red Wings game on in the background, and there's just he pumped HockeyFights.com for a couple of minutes. I was like, That's wait, what did he say? Time this year. Anyway, I, mean, I, I I think when he does that shit, he knows what he's doing too. I think of it's hilarious, he and he's just like a huge Bruins fan. So like, yeah, I'm not like ripping on him, and he always seems like a good guy. But it's little, just fucking hilarious. He yeah. threw a little dig in at the Oilers too, which is kind of which is kind of right though. Yeah, I think he must have been talking about Hall. No, he's actually talking about Gagne, and uh, as said some about Gagne, he's like, and he referred to him as one of the guys in the string of top ten picks for the Edmonton. Nice. <laughs> I was like, how do we get brought up in this? Well. Still an easy target, you know? We, I, we get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Once we but start winning on. rounds, though, that shit's all going to go away. All right, Dan, time for the draw for the Buster's Pizza gift card this week. I'm going to let Tyler oh, hold get on. We do need the video ready. We need the video ready. We good? It's already being videoed, though. No. Well, yeah, that's Double true. Video. Double oh. video. Videoception. Oh. We've got to win. Oh, I don't want to grab a piece of paper based on its size. Oh, my God. West Coast Leafs fan. West Coast Leafs fan. We have got a okay. Leafs fan that listens to this podcast specifically for us boys. He submitted the question. She's not out there, is it? It's nope. not her out there, it's is it? It's not her. It's not Caroline. Can, you, can we get check like hand? Oh, no, I guess he didn't hand raise on that. Never mind. That was the cut bench start. Start bench cut question. That was a West Coast Leafs fan that submitted that. So congratulations. I will get your information after this is over. You just won yourself a, a gift card to Buster's Pizza for submitting a question. Again, people. If you're listening to this, just hit me up with questions. JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram, wherever you want. The boys don't see these. We're just getting their first thoughts as they come up. 33% of the time, you win a pizza every time. That's true. Buster's Pizza, there's a location near you. Not if Buster's you want donairs instead. You can get or a donair anytime you want. Busterspizza.ca, check it out. Tyler is rolling is back over to the bench because it is what time for the hot and cold performers of the week. <laughs> he just mean That's right a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> Enough. I want Tyler to put a button on there of him saying, stop that. Stop. Just so that That's actually not bad. That's a, could that's hit a cold. Yeah. Survey, Brett, can you clip that? There you go. Please. There you go. Um, I'm surprised you have, don't have buttons on your phone. So you just like hold the phone up to the mic and just, so you know, kind of like how he does the last game. The last I'm actually, song. Tyler and I talked about that a little bit last week. I'm going to be starting Whoa, my what? own podcast here right away, but I want to be able to do my own buttons at home. So Tyler told me I need to get kind of like a roadcaster light. So when I get that all set up, I will have that sitting between me so I too can push buttons. I feel like I should be. 
right? Tyler's just not going to hook it up to anything, though. Yeah, probably. He's getting that Fisher <laughs> Price thing where, you, where it's got all the animal sounds oh, no. on it. <laughs> you pull the cord out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. I'm the pressing cow a button, goes, Tyler. <laughs> the cow goes moo. That'd be a good button, actually. The donkey goes peonk. Peonk. Thank you. Hot Cold Performers brought to you by our friends at Deuce Vodka. Again, if you go to deucevodka.com, there's Brett Kissel and his handsome face right at the front, right on the front page. Next to it, find in-store. That's the button you want to click on. That will tell you where you can get a bottle of Deuce Vodka for the weekend, provided that you are of legal drinking age. Please enjoy responsibly. Got it? Got it. As we do every week, we start off with our veggies. We look back at the last seven days and something that maybe wasn't so positive. It's the Deuce Vodka Cold Performance of the Week. Tyler, you're up first. Your Deuce Vodka Cold Performer. Uh, I was going to go Benson, but we already hit on that. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. And uh, usually I love, I love when teams get bold and different with their jerseys. But those Nashville Predators, Smashville jerseys, so Nashville. they're so terrible. They're so bad in general. They the just font, like font, all of it. It's they're mm-mm, no. What do you have against guitar picks? Go. That's cold performer Preds jerseys. What the hell is going on? The Predators just want to have a you know coast to coast in their franchise history of having horrible jerseys. That's their goal in life. It seems. Rick, you're next up. Deuce Vodka, cold performer of the week. We're gonna change sports here, and I'm sure there's like little reasons as to why but to me it's just a big argument and it's just and it's just a, it's a it's a temper tantrum by the owners here in baseball mm-hmm. to do the whole lockout right now it's like neither one of these sides can sit down and get a deal done unless it's at the like the last moment right it's kind of like watching the Oilers play a long time ago when they wouldn't come out to like the third period and they're like hey, what the fuck was this in the first two periods you guys are all grown-ups you're all doing the same thing fucking get that deal done and don't bring this blemish to you right now. This CBA bullshit annoys the piss out of me. So it's going to go to the owners of, uh, of baseball right now. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. The funny part is I'm doing the lockout like days after the Max Scherzer contract, which is just bananas. Yeah, the owners, um, Rob Manfred says there's nothing more negative in the sport than when players leave a team in free agency. Like days after the owners <laughs> spend like $1.5 billion on contracts. It's like, what the? F- Nation Dan, you're next up. Deuce Vodka, Cold Performer of the Week. Uh, my Deuce Vodka, Cold Performer of the Week is going to go to the PEI Hockey Federation Association, <laughs> whatever they call themselves, <laughs> uh, for their part in uh, a young man named Mark Connors, 16-year-old boy who's been dealing with a lot of racial discrimination and a lot of horrible shit uh, for since he was like six years old uh, playing out of Halifax and the Halifax Hawks. Um, huge credit to the Hawks and the organization for, for what they've done since then. But uh, Prince Edward Island and your hockey fans, you need to figure some stuff out. So you're my cold performer of the week. Worse. Wrapping things up on the cold, on the negative side, my Deuce Vodka cold performer of the week are the roads in residential Edmonton. Oh, terrible. If you were driving around in the city, Outside of the major kind of roadways, it is a absolute adventure out there. I think we need to adapt. Everybody saw the Twitter video last night of the guy from St. Albert who had his skates on. Just ruining. He's like, I said I could do it, so now I'm gonna do it. And he was legit. He was out there. He's gliding. He's getting some strides in. Like I know it's probably a little bit too close to the the old blades, but if we could do that, man, sign me up. Let's turn the bike lanes into skating lanes. Oh, I like that. We did have a we had a mayor once that campaigned on having the uh, the roads flooded and have everybody skate to work. Oh, Who? Nice. You're as cold as ice. Oh, that's a good one. 
I actually don't remember his name. Was it Bill Smith? No, it wasn't Bill Smith. I'd sign up for that right now, though. I was walking Frank Saravalli yesterday outside my house <laughs> and the little road that is to clean up my after place, yeah always it's just oh. the bags get twice as big um, <laughs> I watched cars just sliding sideways and there was nothing happening they were just spinning it's it's weird out there sanity drive carefully people especially if you're in Edmonton and anywhere no matter what. All right. Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week. Let's end off the podcast with some positives in our life. Nation Dan, let's reverse the order. Your Hot Performer of the Week. 2,000 plus pieces of vulcanized rubber have hit this man's body, and he set an NHL record for it. So, Chris Russell, you're going to get my Hot Performer of the Week. The big guy is smoking hot. See, this is what happens when you play all the fucking buttons during the show. It's like the fourth time we've heard that. Can you not push Didn't my buttons, you have buttons, new please? buttons? <laughs> Like, can't, you, like, can't you shift those down into different buttons? Yeah, yeah, just don't push my buttons. That's all. That yep. one doesn't even do anything. Nope. <sighs> don't tell him how to fix my issue. <laughs> no, I figured that there's eight buttons there. There should be like a shift button and it turns into a 16. Or he just embraces me pushing the buttons. That's I'm really the answer. That's really the answer. Uh, Rick, your next up, Deuce Vaca, Hot Performer of the Week. Uh, this one goes out to a little story I found out about, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, but there's a there's a football team out in, I believe it was Michigan, and uh, the coach told me oh, you yeah. should start a, a, a iPhone messenger group or whatever yeah, like that, so and funny. the one kid is like, he put, his, he put his buddy in there, but he missed it by one digit. That digit turned out to be Super Bowl winning player uh, Sean Bunting Smith. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sean got in on the conversations, he, he FaceTimed these kids. Then took him around the locker room and introduced him to like everybody. And one of the kids, okay, we need Tom. And he got Tom on there. So it's just these weird little things that turn out like all these kids now are massive Bucks fans. And it, yeah. I just love seeing those things come together. That's a, that's, I love that stuff. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. So I'm going to start at 111111 and try and get Connor McDavid. By that's the what, well, that's what we were talking one, about one, on one. Real Life yesterday. We were like, we should make a bit out of Wanye just FaceTiming random people until an Oiler picks up. Connor? <laughs> Connor? Could Connor, you imagine you that, though? Like, you're trying to call your buddy, and all of a sudden you're in the Bucks dressing room? Yeah. Well, it's funny, though, because he, like, he is from Michigan, so he has a local number still. Because mm-hmm. they still did like you know the area code, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't know which of the seven digits it was off. But they just happened to get him and he's a Super Bowl winner. And all right, well, let's just go around and meet everybody here. It's Gronk. And now think about like for the buddy too, like just knowing that your phone number is one digit off from an NFL player. But also then that you buddy in the group, he, he wasn't there. Right. <laughs> like, that, that kid's my son. He's like, God, the guy said they were going to FaceTime me at one. What's going on here? And your friends are all having the time of their lives. Yeah. And it's the old press conference. You're the one there is not smiling. Yeah. Tyler, you're a Deuce Falca Hop Performer of the Week. Um, first off, little shout out to the Oodle Noodle in St. Albert again. That's life changing for mm-hmm. me. Um, but my hot performance is going to go to Sidney Crosby for taking some time while he was in Edmonton to go chat with some of the Edmonton Oil Kings at Rogers Place. It's one of those things like those kids, man, you're just warming up and Sid the kid walks over. That's cool. That's something you remember for the rest it's, of your it's, life. It's cool. It's really cool. But those kids run into Connor and Leon every day. Still, it's I know. Sad. Don't get it's me wrong. Cool. Don't get me wrong. But it's, it's a lot different now that Connor and Leon are here. Ten years ago, wow. that's nope. something, right? Didn't but shit yeah. on your thing, Rick. <laughs> this is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you not. Uh, extra bonus cold performer of the week to Sidney Crosby's outfit. He looked like he was wearing a suit that was off the rack, or he borrowed one from his dad. He might have been. The guy's been in the league a long time now. Got the old Ken Holland drip. He's still taking him from Mario's house. Yeah, he's, it looked like he wore Mario's suit. 
it was the shoes were weird. The outfit was weird. Crosby, come on, baby. I don't think he's much of a uh, of a of fashion. fashionista. Yeah, he's not Jay Downton. Well, maybe he should consult Jay Downton and ask for some tips. Maybe Uggs, you get some Uggs, Uggs in those. Uggs, some Uggs, Uggs yeah, Uggs, Uggs, or at least Uggs. a fitted suit. Come on, Sid. All right, just to wrap up, my Deuce Vodka hot performer of the week is actually Tyler, because today, before we started recording this podcast, I learned that yes. eggs are yes. dairy, That's which I did not know my entire life <sighs> that eggs actually came from cows. I thought they came from chickens, but Tyler taught me otherwise this morning, and I thought that was a very important lesson. So, Tyler, thank you. It's getting hot in here. Go ahead and explain yourself, though, because the, the one explanation I heard... <laughs> There's like an ounce of like, I kind of sort of get it. So what happened? I went downstairs to Bread and Butter, which is the bakery underneath our offices. I got a brownie. The brownies are gluten-free. Yes. We had a moment like a month and a half ago where mm-hmm. I was like, they're gluten-free. That means there's no milk in them. I got gluten-free confused with the vegan in my head. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about what would be in these brownies since they're gluten-free and also apparently don't have dairy in them, as per Caroline Schwedt, unconfirmed report. Yep. And, I, and you said a bunch of sugar and egg. Bag Milk said that. And I said, well, no, if they're dairy-free, there'd be no egg. And that's because <laughs> I like... And why? You know, the eggs are in the dairy section. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. I... It, <laughs> Oh, this, is, this is where I give you your ounce of I sort of kind of get it. I'm not a total dumbass. Like, I'm I'm firing up top. That was just a moment where I got a little confused. It's like, the, it's, like, it's like the car is spinning on the ice right now. Yeah, he had five or six cylinders running on that one. I get it. But shit happens. This podcast is here to teach you, and now you know that eggs are dairy. What like so? What is what does the dairy section consist of for you? Is it like so yogurt? At the grocery yeah. store I go to. When you, when you get there, it's got the milk, <laughs> and then the eggs are right next to it, and then it goes yogurt, sour cream, cheese, and then the juices are after. Juice so, also dairy. Sorry, no, juice. it ends. Juice dairy? Like that, was just just be, that was just the, the non-dairy using okay. the cooler still. Yeah, okay. it's, that's just... I, I, I just wanted to know what the But the eggs are in between yeah, all that no, dairy, no, no. like the, the coffee creamers you. there. That was that was the one ounce of... I kind of yeah. sort of get it. Anyway, I love it. Tyler, give yourself another button. Stay button. Yep. Anyway. Oh, deserve a good one. I love that. Eggs are dairy. There you go. <laughs> Clip that one, Surveyor Brett. Oh, I love no. it. <laughs> Eggs are dairy. There you go. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 169. Slow any, it down. Any, uh, we're going to end this off. Slow it down. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I tried to hint at it. I know. He didn't hear it, did he? All right. So while Tyler is trying to connect his phone to the Bluetooth again, we'll see how quickly it goes. He's (laughs) still opening up Spotify. That's getting a little delay here. Who's your top artist on Spotify this year? I was in the top 1% of Drake listeners. Oh, good for you. Yep. There you go. While Tyler is trying to connect to the roadcaster still. There we go. First try. We are going to end off this week's podcast, episode 169 of Oilers Nation Radio, with some score predictions. Tonight, Oilers take on the Kraken in Coquitlam, B.C. Around the horn real quick, Tyler, who you got? What's the score? Oilers win 5-2. Rick? It's always so close. 5-1 Edmonton. I'm, I've been predicting the Oilers are going to lose for the last two games, and they've won both of them, so I'm going to say 4-3 win for the Kraken. Emerson Oilers win 4-2, baby. That's it for Oilers Nation Radio, episode 169. I want to say thank you to DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, Deuce Vodka, and Buster's Pizza. That's it for this week. Shoutout was. Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 